Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Daniel McCarty alongside producer extraordinaire Mr. Ben Francis, who dropped an interesting nugget on me earlier. Big, loyal, loyal fan. We only need to know, um, hear about his love for the Warriors week in, week out on this show, and we love it. We, we love the dedication and the trials and tribulations he's gone through. But he, he, he dropped a nugget on us that he divorced his beloved uh, Philadelphia Eagles because they hired one coach and things went south one season. Sporting teams you've divorced that you no longer support and the reasons why, double eight, double three, do let us know. Uh, my next guest wouldn't have divorced any sporting team that he's followed. He's too loyal. He, he understands sport, Ben Francis, is not always plain sailing. He'll be on the wireless later this evening. He's part of the Extraordinary Breakfast Show right here on SCNZ. He is the one, the only Mr. Tony Kemp. No one looks as good in a singlet as Kempy. G'day, Kempy. How are you? <laughs> hey, morning, Dan. I'm real good, mate. Actually, I've just been out um, with, with the guns out, walking around Tamaki Makoto ah. up here before the, uh, before, before the skies open and Mother Nature's shed some tears because there's meant to be plenty of rain coming. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a, like you said, mate, you've got you to ride the highs with the lows when you're... A sports, uh, a sports follower, and you can't just always take the good times because bad times are not too far around the corner. Exactly, and that's why Ben Francis cannot send us any messages on Monday afternoon if the Eagles get up and win the Super Bowl, that he wants them back, that he wants to remarry. You know, it's not Liz Taylor and Burton, is it? Uh, Richard Burton. You've, you've just got to stick it out, Kempe. That's, that's what sport's all about. Well, <laughs> Yeah, these people that burn jerseys and and <laughs> and say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a season ticket holder anymore because you've signed this coach, or, you know, they're not they're not real fans. They're uh, they're they're Teflon, you know. They're so um, I feel sorry for Ben because they probably won't win the Phillies. Um, I'm backing Patty Mahomes to get up and get MVP and and do another clinic. Um, so you, maybe we might not see Benny for a few days if that happens. <laughs> All right, we're here to talk rugby league. Um, first call of the season. Can be your fizz for this? What's your pre-match routine? Oh, yeah, I'm actually just talking to Sammy Hewitt about when we get in. We've um, we caught up. Obviously, we do um, plenty of league on the on the Bricky Show with me and Izzy, and then me and Sammy do running it straight on a Wednesday, and then the call up this weekend. Um, got a little bit excited on Thursday night when the Warriors ran out and did, did a number on the Tigers, even though they were two, uh, you would say, reserve grains teams with the sprinkling of first graders. Uh, it was good to see uh, the footy back on and the trials being played. Um, but this game, this this one tonight between the, Ind- the Indigenous All-Stars and the Māoris is um, something pretty special uh, because it's the first time that they've brought it down under and played yeah. it here in Rotorua. Uh, you can't get any accommodation down there um, at the moment, so which is real good signs. They'll probably pack it out. And even though they've had probably half a dozen quality players pull out of the game, uh, you've still got Latrell Mitchell, Jack White, and uh, Cody Walker, um, just to name three in the in the Indigenous All Star side, um, with young Pobo on the wing, who I think's your first try scorer tonight. If you want to have a little bit of a bet with the TAB, uh, bet responsibly. And then on the other side, you look at the four pack of the Maoris, and you've got Fisher Harris, uh, Joe Tarpany, and, and Jordan Iki in that 
that side. Um, so it's, it's really a, a battle of the forwards for the Māoris against a battle of the backs for the Indigenous tonight, and, and it should be exciting. You know, played played at a good good pace and, and, and plenty of tough blokes out there. You're so right about uh, mentioning Otorua, um and being here in New Zealand. That's going to add so much to the occasion, isn't it, Kempe? There's no doubt about it. We probably can't overplay it. It really is going to you know, uh, make it quite special. Yeah, look, I don't know if you know, Dan, but they play the Rangatahi tournaments in Rotorua every year from uh, from under-14s right through to senior grade. And the reason they do that, because it's in the centre of the North Island and everyone around the Mutu can get to it, um, and generally drive there to support it. And, and the same thing, why they've taken this game down to Rotorua so that you can actually um, furnish the, 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 the game to the whole of the North Island. So a lot of people will be driving up from Wellington. I know whānau from Taranaki are heading over there. You've got plenty of people going down from the far north as well. Um, and to go into Rotorua, I guess, because the, the Māori tournaments are being played there, and if you've been watching the socials all week of how the council and the community have really put it on for these two teams to get there. Um, it's something special. So I hope the rain stays away. I know that it feels like there's definitely something in the air where I was out walking this morning, but I hope it stays away till at least 8 o'clock tonight when, when, when the game finishes. Because if we get a nice dry ground, then we're going to see some exciting football. I don't know um, if it's a big deal or not. It's certainly got a lot of attention. Uh, players withdrawing at this time of the year, their day job is to prepare for the NRL. People are going to have their reasons and this is, I guess, maybe one of the concerns of the timing of this game, that you're always going to have sort of moving parts. Mm. What's your overall thoughts on, you know, late, late withdrawals? Has it taken some luster off it, some shine off it, or are you a little bit more like me, sort of sees it pragmatically? No, look, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm not pragmatic about it at all. You know, like the NRL came out and made a song and dance about it um, and bringing it to New Zealand, basically because the Warriors have spent three years over in... in uh, Australia because of COVID. So you, you, you make a song and dance about it, um, you should be really furnishing it with the best players of Indigenous and Māori descent to play in this game. So New Zealand, who have been starved of rugby league for three years, gets a chance to see the best in the competition. So having players pull out, I think, has taken the shine off, off this game. Um, I think the timing is terrible, given the fact that they knew mm. that the World Cup was on and most of the stars wouldn't be back at training till the second week of January. So you've only got players back training with their clubs um, for two to three weeks. And, and that's why I think a number of these excuses have been put on the table because coaches have said, well, you're actually not ready to play in a game and we can't afford to lose you in, um, at kickoff, which is in another three weeks' time. So it, it, it is disappointing because a number of really good players have pulled out. You know, There's no Joey Manu, there's no Jared Warrior Hargraves, uh, Josh Adokar pulled out. Um, and and when you when you're taking arguably the best finisher in the game and Josh Adokar and the best player in the world, uh, Golden Boot winner um, Joey Manu out, then really you, you've you've got to say that this game isn't what it should be. Um, but hopefully people show up. Hopefully the NRL look at it. I think personally Daniel should be play, played the week before the grand final. So you know let the Indigenous that make the grand final have their say, but make it a, a, a celebration of the final series. Um, and that way we'd get all the best players who the clubs don't need to worry about who are out of the competition to be able to put their players in this, in this game. Sort of a Pro Bowl-esque, but hopefully played with a little bit more intensity of the NFL's Pro Bowl. Yeah, so, and you do. You want, it, you want a, a proper game. You don't want you know, um, 
which is it's okay to have kids coming back through and saying, you know, I've, I've picked up this jersey, but really it should be like a test match. I think it can rival Origin. I think the concept is perfect. Um, and you've got to remember too, like it's, it, it feels a bit tokenistic at the moment when really what yeah. we should be seeing are, are the absolute superstars of the game, which are Indigenous and Māori, being able to play in um, this internet into, in, in what should be a full-blown international. It's happened for Tonga and Samoa, um, and have a look where Samoa get into the World Cup final. Tonga, Tonga's a, a, a whisker away from it. Um, the same should be, you know, you're talking about the Indigenous people of their country. You know, so it, it is tokenistic in my terms um, for the fact that it isn't given the respect that it really deserves. Well, the way you've articulated I can completely understand. If they've talked it, talked it up, talked it up ad nauseum about what's it going to be and then have not delivered, you know, the game's for, uh, governing body, uh, it's completely understandable, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Like, they made a song and dance about it. You know, the Warriors have come out and said, you know, we're trying to get clubs to, to bring their game, their home games here, and the Warriors have taken a number of games. They're going to Wellington, down to Napier uh, this year to play games and out to the community, and the NRL have come out and held their hand up and said, yes, well, we've heard you, we're going to put this game here. Now, you've got to then say to the clubs, we want you to send the best players there. You know what I mean? But um, when you've lost 12 players, basically top liners, out of, the, out of this game, you're going down, you're watching them, a bunch of kids with a with a sprinkling of of top stars in the competition. It isn't what it what it's made out to be, mate. It's like you're going to pick up a car and you've been promised an Audi and you're going to pick up a Mini, you know. So um, <laughs> I, I just I just think I just think in the future, like we should be um, paying respect to the two indigenous uh, yeah. know, of both countries, the, the Aborigines and the Maori. Now they should be in a full blown test. They should be giving us. It should be test status and given the respect that the Tongans, the Samoans, Cook Islanders um, of all the Pacific get, yet we don't recognise that here. And the NZR, you know, the New Zealand Rugby League are to blame as well for not having the, the, the teeth to, to, to say that. Um, and, and people like me that stand up for that type of kaupapa, um, mm. we tend to get, we tend to get uh, shouted down because the game is actually in New Zealand. Well, it's okay having a game, but it's not okay having a token game. We actually want a full-blown test match status plate. And I think if you can do that, Joey Manu would love to pull that jersey on every year. You know what I mean? It'll be the first one on his calendar. He will not pull out. Um, and the same goes for Nelson Sipa-Solomon, uh, you know, Jared Warrior Hargraves. They know this is really a test match. It's not a trial match. Hey, speaking of Nelson, he's been in the news for a variety of reasons, whether it's, you know, <clears throat> suggesting, hey, I, I may even contemplate a switch to rugby with the Wallabies. I don't know if that's the old age sort of negotiating tactic, uh, you know, try to get people um, excited about, uh, you know, throwing bigger numbers his way. If it works, absolutely fantastic. I, I saw an interesting headline uh, in saying that the game's got too fast and it doesn't favour the small blokes, uh, the big blokes like him. I find that quite interesting. Can be, do, do you agree? Has the game got too fast? And, and can the game actually get too fast? Because it sort of goes against what a, a, a lot of critics of a lot of sports will go, you know, we want action, we want it fast-paced. But what are the joys of rugby league? It's, it's a game for all shapes and sizes. There's a real charm to that for me. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great, great question. Um, can it get too fast for a big man? Look, I think men and humans are getting bigger every year, Daniel, to be honest. Like, I see 14-year-old kids 
when I was 14, I was a big 14-year-old, but 14-year-olds these days are giants. You know, they're 110 kilos. They run like the wind. So um, will, it, will it be too fast for the big men? I think big, I think it is the game for big men. And Nelson is a, is a little bit bigger than men who <laughs> are big playing the game. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. There's Big and then there's Nelson. And then there's Nelson, you know. So, uh, look, this is my take on it. I think Nelson's um, playing for a contract uh, in rugby league. Of course you throw in the rugby um, conversation in there because what it does is it pumps up your worth. And he will get an offer from Eddie Jones, no doubt, in the in the world. And he can actually take that back to the Melbournes and the Brisbane's and whoever's after him and say, well, you match that and then I'm coming to you, you know. So I think it's a bit of a play on, on contract contractual talks. Um, but I think the big man is getting faster and, and his footwork is getting quicker anyway. I think there's always a place for the big man and there will always be a place for the big man in rugby league. Hey, uh, Kempi, thanks so much for dropping by, mate. I know you're really busy this week. I do appreciate appreciate it. Uh, just remind me, what are conditions like at the moment up up in Auckland? You, you've still yet to venture down. Um, is it holding? Um, you've had a rough ride up there, man. My heart goes out to everyone. Yeah, and it has been. You know, there's people still um, tidying up the damage that has happened over the last couple of weeks. It's uh, it's pretty devastating up here in Auckland. Uh, I would just think about the people. I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that have, hasn't had to to clean up too much, um, unlike some neighbours that have, have really lost quite a bit. Um, and then you think, oh, no, it's coming again, and I've got to go through it all again. So at the moment, it's a, it's windy, it's blown, I don't know, a, a fair knot up here. It feels like something's coming, um, and there's anticipation in the air. Uh, so, yeah, if you're, if you're out and about and you're listening, just stay safe out there. You too, Kempe. Appreciate it, mate. Have a great night. Enjoy the game. Sure you will. Any. Anytime, Dan. Good to talk to you, brother. Talk to you Don't say that, mate. I'll call you every bloody Saturday. You want at least one day off, mate. Uh, Tony Kemp joining us on the program. Of course, uh, part of Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. And we'll be alongside Sam Hewitt uh, providing live uh, coverage right here on SENZ.